Good morning. It's been a while since we've been on live, waiting for Lisa to join. So I'll try to sit here and stare awkwardly at the camera while she joins. Like my new hat. We're going to get started in a few seconds. Thanks for joining. Just waiting for my colleague in crime to get on. So let me just ping her and say we are on. Hope everyone's having a good week. Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm finally back in Charlotte after a whirlwind two months of traveling all over the globe. It's been fantastic. And just waiting for Lisa, the awkward silent moment. There she is. Give me a second while I toy with this. You know that thing that you're like, we'll show up sometime next week. <laughs> you're like, okay, okay, whatever, I'll wait at home. <laughs> I used to have, so Time Warner used to be, um, I'm sorry, Time Warner, they used to be called Time Warner, they're now called Spectrum. And in my old house, I kind of lived in a more rural area than I did. And the same stuff would occur. They would say, hey, we're going to be at your house that's between 
First of all, the timegrams are like 24-hour windows. We'll be there somewhere between 8 a.m. Wednesday and 8 a.m. Thursday. It's like, okay, cool. I'll just sit around here and wait by the door for the doorbell to ring. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do, Ben, provided. So anyway, you were talking about that moment of sweat. So I was sitting there on site yesterday with this company, and the, the CEO was there, the marketing director was there, and Gary and I, and I was running a live task with them on, the, on my phone, on the gimbal. And as I, I, I initially pressed record, but then somebody called through, even though it was on Do Not Disturb. So then I restarted it, and I'm sitting here talking, and, and Gary's like, shouldn't that be live recording right now? And that's when I got yeah. I wore a black shirt because I started sweating everywhere. And the only thing you can do is like punk yourself or, you know, I'll, I'll, and make fun of yourself. So it's like, man, who hired this videographer? So, hi, welcome back. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's been a, what, we haven't been on for two weeks? Obviously, got it. You've been everywhere. So I just got back from California. I'm going to throw that in. That was a fantastic trip. You need to open with that when you've traveled you're like just got back from california <laughs> no big deal oh i throw it in everywhere mexico ireland yeah. cancun california <laughs> i even everywhere. did it all i just got back in all ireland <laughs> i'm doing checkout they don't care they don't care at all anyways how do you like my gold melody i pulled out today this is my college sport and trinity gear Okay. What are we talking about today? All right. Well, we had a couple of items on the agenda. Um, I, I misunderstood what you wanted to talk about, and on it would have been me. Would want to have talked about me. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I thought we would just talk about. I'm just going to interview you. <laughs> no. So, pick your topic. Question number one. No. Well, we thought we'd talk about um, how we deal with rejections. Or we had also talked about some of the new projects that you and I are trying to roll out right now. So we can talk a little bit about both or one of the other. One. Rejection. I know nothing about rejection. Being a business owner, like. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about that because rejection isn't necessarily rejection sometimes. It's just that there's a lot of different, different ways to view that, right? So, um, you know, we talk about finding your tribe and finding who your ideal client is and kind of how much time and space you actually have with them over internet when they first contact you. So it's, it's hard to call it rejection as it's just, it's just a missed opportunity for, for some people. And maybe it's a blessing. Also, I, you never know. So the client's making a big mistake. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Duh. So one of the things that I get frustrated with about, and we'll call it rejection, we'll call it whatever it is, but you know, the clients are contacting you for photography, right? And they're, they're, by and large, probably sending that same message to five or six different photographers, depending upon who they're looking for. And one of the things that I get frustrated with is, you know, I, I have a policy that you have, we have to respond to a client within minutes if we can, because in today's age, you know, our office is basically sitting on our hip. And so emails come in or text messages come in. Nobody really calls as much anymore. It's usually email and text. I kind of have a deal that I'm going to respond via email initially within minutes and then I follow up with a text message and sometimes what I get frustrated with is that you'll send these messages out and you don't hear back from them within with sometimes days and so I'll follow up again and I'll follow up again and finally you get a message back saying they already hired somebody and I guess my frustration point with that would be is like you didn't even give me a chance to talk to you you know how did that how did that process unfold in their head so 
it's always been interesting. It's always interesting to kind of step outside of yourself for a second and realize from a consumer's perspective, you know, what are they going through? So I'd interested to hear your thoughts on that because I'm only looking at it from my lens, right? Yeah, and I, th I think it's hard when you're when you're a creative as well. You almost take it personally, and it's 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 not a personal assault. This is a decision that they need to make in, amongst a million other decisions, and sometimes they just want to strike it off the list. And I was telling you yesterday or the other day that um, it was actually the shoot that I did last night, and I got it because she's like, oh, I phoned a bunch of people, and no one, you're the only one that's answered the phone. And it's like, well, first of all, I wasn't the first choice, which is like, you know, <laughs> kicked your pride and your SEO and all of that. But that's the reality of it. They just go through a list. And I think more times than not, I'll ask someone, you know, as you're talking and having conversation with them, you're, you, you will say to them or I'll say to them, have you even looked at my work? And most of the time they haven't. They haven't even seen what you've, you've done. They just kind of, they're either price shopping. Like a lot of times, even when they're re referred to by an event planner or a venue or anything, they still haven't even looked at your work. So I think it's maybe understanding where they're coming from as well and understanding too, we've talked about as well that, um, other people have said, you know, like 80% of the people you're not going to sell to. You have to find your tribe in there. So, again, even if you're on it, if you're, if you're phoning them or talking to them on the phone, if you're texting them, sending them email information, following up, it's just kind of how it fits into their routine and how, how easy it is for them and if they've made a connection with anyone else. Well, that's a, that's a great point. And, and I have the same dilemma, you know, usually it's the, when I meet with the clients, it's usually the, the male, the male side of the, of the clan who hasn't looked at the portfolio the, usually the woman has, I don't know why that's the case, but, um, one of the things that I find interesting is, you know, even myself as a consumer, we're always going out and doing the exact same thing. Like I need my ice maker fixed on my refrigerator right now. So what I did is I Googled refrigerator repair people and there was a list of you know 26 and I just started kind of going down the list contacting the first five that seemed to have good reviews and so that's most likely what a lot of clients are also doing if they're not direct referrals so I always find it interesting that you know I get upset about somebody not even giving me the time of day to talk to them and they've already booked somebody like why did you waste my time but we have to remember you know um, if, if we're, it's 1010, by the way, you know, we're, we're here to market our services. We're here to market what we do. We're here to create an experience for our clients, et cetera. But we don't, we're not always going to get that opportunity. And so kind of just being able to make sure that we're responsive always, right. Um, and interacting with the clients when and where possible and just giving them enough information to get back to us is, is probably what's the critical takeaway from this. And so I'm always tweaking that process. And I, you know, I'm always asking you questions like, you know, what is it you do in that first contact? What happens when you first get an email? Like for me, and I'm asking those questions because I just kind of always want to know what's the most effective way to get back to people. Well, and I think we, we had that conversation the other week as well, where you, you get a lot of inquiries in. I don't know the right way to say this. You get a lot of inquiries in, but you weren't closing all the ones that you wanted to close and trying to wonder, you know, what happened in that whole flow. And again, I think we came to the conclusion that they weren't part of your, if you want to call it a tribe, they just didn't see the value in your work. Or even though they loved your work, sometimes people just don't want to pay for it. You know, sometimes there's the reality of that too. And you know, that's a good, that's a good point. And that's something we should talk about sometime in the near future. I'd love to get some other creatives input on that, especially people who are in the visual world, videographers, photographers. I'd like to get some feedback on that. 
you know, with the advent of cell phones and the fact that cell phones take some really fantastic photographs and people, I mean, how many times have you heard, I'm, well, I'm just going to let my, my sister has a really nice camera and she's going to take the photos for free, like that sort of stuff, I'm gonna, right? Someone so, wanted to hire me for a family, uh, you know, group family photo on the beach. And um, then they said, you know, but if you can't do it, I'm just going to stop someone on the beach with, a, with an iPhone and they can do it for me. Like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Again, I'm not knocking anybody's ability to take photos with the camera and on their iPhone and whatnot, but it's a, it's different taking a photograph of somebody sitting at a restaurant eating, you know, a bowl of chili with a beer in their hands versus taking the same type of photos with somebody at a wedding with their iPhone. I mean, I don't get me started on this because there's so many ways to look at this, but I'd be interested to hear how you kind of handle that and how other people handle that in terms of, oh, well, my sister said she's going to do the wedding for, for, you know, half, three quarters of what we charge, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm digressing. Wasn't it a friend of a friend um, who was a cousin that was, that was one of yours too, right? <laughs> Wait, say You again? had someone that was like, oh, it's a friend of a friend's cousin that's going to do it. Right. Yeah. For free. But that's fine. Let's not get bitter about it. So... You know, and I think we, we've talked about, too, that we will make allowances for, you know, someone that you're really, you really connect with and you're excited about their event, you will somehow reciprocate and make allowances in, in your budgeting and your packages or your levels so that you can be a part of it. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. So how do you, how do you focus on not the loss, but on the growth of having instead of, you know, how do you deal with that, that when you're not getting those... The, you broke up. So how do you deal with what? Again? How do you deal with not the loss that you're having, but the growth that you're having? Or how do other people deal with that? The growth in terms of they're not, they're not having that experience. So the contrast yeah. of it, is that what and you're I think, saying? you know, you'll look even at your, your um, Instagram feed or whatever. And there's, you know, there's people that have stopped following you and just not to, or people that you haven't booked the, the event for or whatever, instead of like, um, focusing on that, how do you turn around and focus on the growth or the, the people that you are connecting with? The people that... Um, yeah, so are you asking my opinion yeah. on that? So, no one else. So it's a great question. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if you're making more of a statement. So um, it's a great question. I, I think for me, you know, we can only focus on what we actually have in our queue. And so uh, you know, it's for me, it's not necessarily about the quantity of bookings that I that I have, although more quantity means more money. And I like that. I like money and all those sorts of things. But for me, um, it really what I've decided for my business model is it can, kind of comes down, boils down to a quality of life for me in terms of whom I'm working with. And so being able to being able to find your tribe, right? But being able to find the clients that get what you do. I have a, a client named Kristen, and I'm going to use her name. And I think she's on here right now. So hi, Kristen. You know, she called me a couple months ago, and she had been looking for a photographer for months, and some of them never even got back to her. But she saw a message that you and I had shared on Instagram that resonated with her in terms of some stuff that we are doing and some stuff that makes us passionate and what, why we're in business and why we, why we do what we do and why we are in this grind, if you will. And what she read resonated with her. So she gave me a call on a whim. I happened to answer the phone and we ended up talking on the phone for like an hour 
And so you ask, what do I do? How do I grow from those experiences? And I had just lost two weddings that same day, by the way, and I never told her that, that couldn't afford me. And so then she ended up booking me for a bunch of stuff, not just that. And she and I have actually become really good friends now. So I just had coffee with her and her soon-to-be husband yesterday at their house. And, and um, I guess how I grow from that, I'm rambling, of course, but how I grow from that is by not getting so bogged down in, in clients that may not be the best fit for you mm-hmm. and, and being more, having a, having a deeper filter for clients that are the best for you, you're able to spend more time and energy with those people and create a better experience for them. And in the end, that ultimately makes my life a little bit easier because I cannot freaking wait for her wedding in November. Like she's like a friend of mine now. And I, you know, and, and I, I cannot wait to just be in that space. And I know I shouldn't say that everyone gets the same level of photography. Of course they do, but, but truthfully, and let's not, let's not bullshit about this. We, if, if there's somebody who you really connect with, you're kind of in that space with them on a more intimate level, right? Let's just say, let's just put it out there. And I'm excited to photograph their wedding. I'm really excited. I have another client this weekend whose wedding I'm photographing. And I love these people because we've hung out with beers together. We've, we've just like done stuff together outside of the workspace. And so how do, I, how do I reward myself or how do I grow from that? It's finding people who really get the shit that you yeah. do and getting kind of getting into bed yeah. with them, so to speak. I ran no, apart. You don't Go have that, that bridezilla or anything like that because you have established that relationship and you are so excited about it that you're able to do above and beyond what you imagine you could do because you have that connection with them. So it makes your work even better. But we had talked as well about, you know, when you were saying that you had some time that was freeing up and you didn't have, you know, a certain amount of bookings or whatever at that time. But it it allowed you to develop a lot of other things that had been on the back burners and bring that to the forefront and uh, curate a lot of stuff that was really important and now is falling into place. So there's that too, you know, it it frees up time to do those other things that you need to do as well to get your business to the next level. Yeah. And and when you said that to me at the time, this was like two or three months ago, you know, I just was. I didn't really give it as much attention as I should have. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're just being nice because you are who you are. But <laughs> you know, you're, ab- you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, sometimes we get so caught up in focusing on the things that don't work out that we're not able to see all the other stuff that's falling into place as part of that. And so everything's kind of a ripple, if you ask me. I didn't. This is kind of a new lesson I've been learning recently. It's like everything's kind of a ripple and. And good, bad, or ugly, it all kind of just starts to cascade however you kind of visually, mentally want it to. And if we can learn to kind of master that a little bit in our heads, things are better. So that's a good segue if you're trying to go into what we're working on right now. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? No, we were going to keep this short, I thought. Never mind. All right. I'd like to see anyone else how they deal with, with rejection as well. That would be interesting to me to have some other input on that. Well, so ask that question again. There's quite a few people watching this right now. How, how do other people deal with that in terms of as, as consumer-based businesses that are trying to secure business through other people, how do you deal with that? And how do you deal with the loss of a potential client? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Word for word. So if anybody online has any questions about that, we'd love to take that. 
You got a busy day planned today? Yes, actually. I've actually finished off the shoot that I did last night. I've got that ready to load online, but I didn't load it online before while this was going on. Because I have to set up I have to set up in here because I'm shooting fashion in here tomorrow, so I'm gonna set up my lighting and everything for that as well and get that all online, spend some quiet time to get my head around what I want to do too. So I kind of budget that. You are literally the world's fastest post-production photographer I have ever met. I was up at six doing it though. So it's not. No, seriously. And I have. So Storybird. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Storybird says, I see it as a blessing and a project that would have probably been unrewarding. Storybird's always given us good feedback. I like that. I know. Um, they also said their solution is that as, oh wait, hold on. They have a bunch of stuff here. Still motion news storytelling have covered the topic of more and more companies having in-house media teams and how that affects our market. Their solution is not is that as technology gets better and easier to use and for videographers pop up, we have to market ourselves as storytellers who know what to do with the footage, sell your vision more. Yeah, I agree. So it's all about the experience. We, we talk about that all the time. I'm not selling photography per se. There's a lot of really good photographers in Charlotte, truly. I consider myself in that category. I, and I don't look at that as the best or the worst or the top because my photography appeals to a specific type of person. And so somebody else's photography appeals to someone else's. So I don't consider, I don't look at competition as someone better than me or worse than me. I just look at them. You know, I do this type of photography. They do that type of photography. That's going to resonate with somebody. And so what I do try to create for all of my clients and everything that goes on is it's an experience from, from how quickly we answer the phone to how quickly we try to get photos back to you to how well we take photos to how well we interact with your guests to all of those sorts of things. And it all boils down to reading the room and finding who your tribe is, right? And so um, it's a great point. It's all about an experience. So thank you, Storybird. And having them trust you too, because sometimes you know that they might not break out of their comfort zone and be who they really want to be unless they trust you. And you can introduce some things to them that are going to resonate with them and going to like some of the shots, some of the shots I did last night. No, um, honestly, like I had people that it was their 50 year anniversary do things and they were like kids laughing and hugging and having fun with each other. That wasn't the standard um, you know, beach photo, but that's, that's because you connect with them and you have some experience as well. So, and I've shot it all on my iPhone. So it was great. <laughs> well, and this will be my last point and cause we're, we're kind of overextending our time, but you know, it, I don't see photography and I may be taking this a little bit deeper than I should, but I don't, I don't see photography as terribly indifferent in a lot of ways than your social circle, who you choose to be friends with, who you choose to marry, who you choose to spend your life with, who you choose to date, et cetera, right? So relationships are based on a few fundamental aspects and they are how well do you connect? How much, how much visible alignment do you have in terms of philosophies about life, political, religion, whatever, right? And, and they don't always have to line up, but how well are you able to kind of, how, how well do you mesh with somebody and how well do you connect with somebody? And that's what drives relationships ultimately, right? And so, you know, I always tell people, and I may be taking this deeper than I should, like I said, but I always tell clients that, you know, there's really three things that you should look for when you're hiring a photographer. And they are, first and foremost, how well do you connect with that person? If you really give a F about photography, there should be some sort of a connection there because you're spending a boatload of time with us, right? 
And I'm, I'm not just taking your wedding photos. I'm doing stuff way beyond that, maternity photos and newborn photos, and I'm in your birthing room sometimes. And so having that connection with people is critical. And so um, I always tell people that, you know, just find people that you connect with. Find, even if it's not me, find somebody whose personality that you would want to introduce to your moms and your dads. Like, that's kind of critical to me. So anyway, I can go on and on. You know that. I'm a rambler. Somewhere deep in all that realm, there's always a little nugget of decent advice. But I Anyways, just like, answer the phone right away or respond to that email or text right away. <laughs> or they won't. I don't get a lot of phone calls. You're a phone, you get a lot of phone calls. Uh, I mostly email and text on my yeah. side. And Instagram now. I'm getting a lot of contact from mm -hmm. Instagram. So whatever we're doing on Instagram. Yeah. All day, every day. So anyway. All right. <laughs> anything, anything you like to say? No, that was with? fun. That was fun. It's a good conversation. Always about a new project. Say again. We're going to talk again. next week about a new project. Yes. So you want to plug no, that? That's it. That's just a teaser. That's all. Okay. We have a really cool new project that Lisa and I are working on, and we're going to talk about that next week. It's kind of fun, and it's complete, almost a deviation from what we're doing, but it's there's some there's lineup with it. That's what we're, we're doing. doing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, okay. no. um, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, so if you're trying to hire photographers, um, there's a couple of ways you can get in touch with Lisa. Um, if you're in Hilton Head, just go to fusionphotographystudio.com. <laughs> 704. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Always a pleasure. Bye.